goodness. Yeah. Do you know those like smash or pass videos? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did one of those like as like a little joke. Yeah. And then the school's like, yeah, delete the video. <laughs> <laughs> delete it. Sad. Yeah. No, bro. I'm sorry, but yeah. Actually, yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your host Sensei K, and we're back again with another episode. We're back with with a guest that's. He's been here a couple times. I know y'all know the voice, uh, the smooth, silky voice this man has. I don't know about all that. The, <laughs> the talented producer, the magic man himself, D. Smith. How you doing, my boy? Doing all right. Thank you for asking. You know, today is it's a nice day outside. It's 50-something degrees outside. I'll take that over it being negative 30. So. Honestly, honestly, don't even say that because of <laughs> it just might become negative twenty two tomorrow. So nah, it's, it's not. It's gonna be sixty degrees. Yay, yay! I already looked at it. I don't like putting too much money on the weather, folk, because they guess like we guess. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. I, it'll, it'll, it'll be sixty one. That's what it said it was gonna get up to. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stick with that. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. I feel. It. I always wonder if they like fake it, like they make the weather. I don't. I don't think so. Like they, there's like, there's literally like a whole degree in meteorology. No, 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 not, <laughs> not that. I, I know they do shit, but I mean like, do you know like the conspiracy where it's like, um, humans are controlling the weather? No, I haven't heard of that. Well, this conspiracy that the government can like make hurricanes and make it rain uh, and things yeah. like that, and I always wonder if that's just a true thing. I mean, uh, that one dude, um, Tesla, like like the actual Tesla guy, mm-hmm. like he. I think he had plans for a machine that could like control the weather or something, but then he like died. He never got to do it. When was he born? When what what era was that? I was fifty. It was. It, it, it might have been then. It might have been like before then. Okay. Nikola Tesla. That's what his name was. Nikola Tesla. That might be. A, I might be a little bit early, but beyond the, the point that I was getting, that is <laughs> if. If it could be so early, that was when that's when he first made the idea. Yeah. We've had all these time to advance the science. So if someone really wanted to, I don't know. Hey, maybe. I don't know. You I never know. know. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Ah, uh, let's let's get into the episode. Let's get into the episode. How's your mental health, my boy? You know, I I'd, I'd say it's it's gotten a lot better. Um, especially over maybe like the last two years or so. Um, okay. I've definitely had a lot of growth just like mentally, spiritually, just like as a person, um, uh, with just certain things going on in my life. Um, so that way getting through each day is easier. So Okay, okay. Yeah. The aspect of it being a battle, oh, that is a that is a thing that people don't really like speak on as much. Like the whole, it's not, it's not the fact that living is hard. It's the fact that every day is like you're starting over. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of the same way, like in the, with addiction, it's not you just being sober forever. It's you being sober every single day. Yeah. And that's what. Because I, I feel like for me personally, I, I try to keep a very positive outlook on things. Mm-hmm. So I. Whenever I am in like a down place, I always think, okay, what's going for me right now? So that way, you gotta have like a balance in a okay. sense, because it's like, it's like, yeah, you gotta address the stuff that you need to work on, because the only way you're gonna get better is if you address that stuff and just tackle it head on, get it out the way, you know, 
because um, that's where growth comes in when you you know get rid of those obstacles rather than just trying to you know maybe just oh see oh there's an obstacle there and i'm gonna just back away and not tackle it or jump over it or whatever you do to that obstacle to get it out your way um the act of distracting yourself yeah mm. do you think people use their uh not their vices but like the things that they love like the things that they're quote unquote good at like for mm. example like your ability to produce and make music and things like that do you go it do you do that because it helps you step away from all the other hardships in life it can yeah uh for sure uh it's not the reason why i do it per se but it can definitely be an escape from all that Mm -hmm. so like if i'm feeling really sad one day for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um like i'll just sit down open up my laptop pull up a piano sound plug up my keyboard and just start playing like i won't even make a beat or anything i'll just sit there and just play that's why for me i love being able to actually play an instrument because i can really play what i feel Mm -hmm. in any given moment like i could i could literally sit at a piano and just create a song like that also like i just do it like (laughs) i legit like whenever whenever uh wait like from scratch yeah from scratch like whenever i'm at my school there's this room there's this building that has a piano in it Mm -hmm. right and it's just like a common area and people will just go and play at the piano sometimes they'll like bring up their music and stuff (laughs) i I legit just go up there and just play whatever the heck is in my mind does that make you feel like you're better than them no because everybody has their own avenue and how they learned and I, I definitely, at a point, I did think, oh, because I can do this, I'm better. And then I'll hear somebody play some, like, classical music that's, like, really advanced sounding. I was like, man, I can't do that, mm. you know? <laughs> so, like, like I've learned to just appreciate where everybody is at because everybody doesn't come from exactly where I came from. Like, I came from, I got my skills and my ear from playing at church and stuff. Mm. So, when... You have, you know, somebody just uh, when it's like in between maybe like the choir, or the pastor preaching and you just have somebody up there doing announcements. You want to just play music behind them just to have you know something in the background. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that ever since I started playing. So over time, I just making up music just that- make I literally like I'm, I'm literally just playing random chords. Like I don't I don't think about what I'm doing. I just I just kind of do it mindlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that translate into other parts of your work? Sometimes, yeah. Like, I'll just, um, when I'm making a beat, um, like, I'll just sit around with something and just pull up a a sound and just play around, shed to it. Shed means just, like, just jamming out with it while it's on repeat, right? So I'm just shedding, and I'll do something really crazy. I'm like, oh, shoot, I should add this. And then I just add that. I definitely do that a lot when I'm making my my drumless play-along tracks okay. for this company that I do a lot of work for called Shed Tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, I should say we, because we, I, I do a lot of work <laughs> with them. So <laughs> we have like 60,000 followers on Instagram now and like hundreds, thousands, thousands of drummers have made covers to um the tracks that we have on there like all around the world like i made a track in november 2020 it's called sonic it's like 15 seconds long and 
I still see drummers do covers to it because they did it. We, we did it. I had the idea to have it as a challenge for Instagram Reels since at the time Instagram Reels was like brand new. So yeah, I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. I talked to the CEO. His name's Carlin McCuller, amazing drummer, producer, everything. So I was like, hey, Carlin, what if we uh, did this challenge where to get drummers more involved with Instagram Reels? Uh, we just made a 15-second track, and then they just upload it. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Cool. We got eventually, long story short, we got the track uploaded on the site, and he made, like, a challenge out of it. Um, and then I don't remember if he did, like, a giveaway or something Wait, along with it. Do you, when you're making, um, not even music, um, do you purposely try and make trends? Not, Not all the time. Like, sometimes I'm just making it, and then if it. Sometimes it's just a hit or miss. You know? oh, okay. Sometimes the track, like, of course, I want to make the best track possible. Okay. Like, I'm always in a competition with myself. Sometimes it, it shouldn't always be like that, but a lot of times I'm in a competition with you myself. You gotta go like, more, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll make a track and be like, okay, this is great. And then, like, a couple months goes by, and I'm like, you know what? I think I could make a way better track, and then I'll make something way better. And then oh, another okay. couple months will come by, and then I'll make something, like, else super crazy. So... But yeah, going back to that track. So like we released it in November and um it just skyrocketed off. Like it had it's had if I remember correctly, the last time I asked Carlin, it had over ten thousand downloads. Oh wow. It was a free track. It's only fifteen seconds long, so it's not like a lot you have to do to make a cover, you know. So I would see videos of drummers tagging me and shed tracks. Um, they're just doing covers to that track from countries I've never heard of before. Like, I would just look at the location and be like, where is that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that's I'm... crazy. Something I made on my laptop is in, like, I don't know, like, Indonesia or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, oh, God. Honestly, that is one of my favorite parts about making, having a podcast and being on uh, TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Um, Anytime, like... When I look at my demographics for people that are that follow my my TikTok or like yeah. look and like my shit, I have it for some reason forty two percent. Is it Brazil? It's, yeah, it's yeah. Brazil. I, I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, something about Brazil, <laughs> man. If you like, I always say, if you have people in your comments mm-hmm. saying Brazil and just spamming, just spamming the. Brazil flag, mm-hmm. like you, you've made it, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, from Brazil. They always mention Brazil, bro. Like, they'd be like, "Oh, great job from Brazil!" Like every time. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's something about the pride. Yeah, the... man, I love yes, it. Yes. I love, I love Brazilians, man. They <laughs> They're amazing. Ah, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Um, real quick on the the <clears throat> on the aspect of make trying to make something go viral. Yeah. That's never like a thing you actively try and do oh no i definitely i definitely try to do it like i try to make each video like i want i want every video to get a a pretty good amount of views as consumeristic as possible yeah so like i try to like i'm thinking now like whenever i make my videos i'm like okay i gotta make sure people are interested for the first few seconds because that's what gets the view count up Mm -hmm. right so i gotta make sure i'm like because i noticed whenever i have like an intro that's not super exciting the the views go uh, down. Like, not, I don't care about none of that. You, know, you got to <laughs> capture people's attention in the first one to three seconds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in order to get a view or at least somebody interested in whatever you're making. So mm-hmm. I try to mm-hmm. make my content 
geared towards that now. And where, okay, the point that I was trying to get at, where I'm trying to push you towards to, so Drake. (laughs) In the sense of trying to make stuff viral, I feel like Drake has the, the perfect, he made the perfect version of music yeah. that will go viral yes it's the most consumer consumer friendly as well as like i want to say mind numbing but it's a radio hit that sounds yeah. good and yeah. that's usually a thing that radio really fails to really do it doesn't sound good like yeah. anytime you turn on the radio it doesn't really the music doesn't really like hit i would say yeah. In comparison to when, like, Drake drops, like, a song, an album, whatever it yeah. is, it always sounds like anybody can be listening to this. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of like the same idea of trying to go viral, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess recently, like, I guess, yeah, that's something I've always kind of done. Like, I always like to make something that will relate to multiple audiences of people, mm-hmm. right, to where... I could have somebody that's maybe like a musician listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, this is killing. And then like somebody else that's like, you know, just like an average non-musician mm. listener and be like, oh, yeah, this sounds amazing. I've never heard something like this done before, mm. you know. So like I try to find like a balance to where it's not too far leaning towards one side or the other because like I can make something that sounds super insane, super complicated, crazy chords, crazy runs, everything. <laughs> But then, like, the average even, person they hears it, they're like, know what I don't doing, know bro. what's going on. But all the musicians <laughs> will be like, oh, shoot, bro, this is killing it. Wow, whatever. <laughs> but, like, sometimes, like, I will make a, a post that's um, kind of – that kind of has, like, a niche in a way. So, like, mm-hmm. like last year – or was it two years ago? It was two years ago. I posted, like, this, this, there was this shout challenge that was going around. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let me do a video. Cause okay. I like I like to try to catch challenges and stuff every now and then. So I was like, all right, let me do this video, put it together. This church track, whatever. I post it. It was like probably my most viewed video. That's not reels. Oh ever. wow! So yeah, I was like, wow. So sometimes that will that will work. Like even the regular people were like, oh wow, this is amazing. I was like, oh, I was surprised. I was like, oh, I didn't know y'all y'all y'all, y'all, y'all got that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah. um. Because uh, I'm about to uh, cut to like an ad. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Hold on. Ah. Thank you all for listening so far. Um, We got to pay some bills. So, here's an ad. <laughs> da, da, da. All right. Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so, something that's new in your life. You've been to surgery. You had surgery recently, right? Yes, I had surgery on June 10th, 2021. I have that date memorized oh, wow. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? So so um it's not necessarily so that's that's usually the question I get. Like, what happened to you? I'm just like, well, it's not something that happened, it was something that was already there and had been developing. Oh, okay. Right? So I have this condition called CMT, Charcot Marie Tooth. I don't know why it has tooth in the name. So like I always <laughs> clarify that. I'm just like, it's not my, a tooth. My teeth, it's, my teeth are cool. Bro. My, teeth, my are teeth are fine. Yeah, no. It's a foot problem. So basically, <laughs> like, um to to explain it in brief terms, like it makes my arches higher than usual and like my toes are they, they call it like hammer toes, so it's like that and then my ankles and calf muscles are weaker than average as well. Oh, okay. okay. So basically, the surgery. So, so 
well, before the surgery, my right foot was worse than my left foot. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get the right foot done first because it was a little more – It when I would walk, it would be a little uneven. Also, when I would run, like, my foot would shift more to the right whenever I would take a step. So usually when I see people walk, their foot will kind of shift to, like, the left a little bit. Like, with their, if I look at their – it'll shift inside, I'll say. But my foot would shift outside whenever I would walk. So it would make it look really weird when I would run – or walk and people be like, "Yo, why do you run like that?" And then I have to give the whole spiel. Like, I have a foot <laughs> disorder, blah 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 blah, blah all that. Yeah, right? yeah. Like when I was a kid, when I didn't fully know what it was yet. Like it, it at first I was normal, but then like it started developing over time. Mm. So when I didn't know what it was, I would just be like, "Oh yeah, I fell off the monkey bars or something." When I was a kid, <laughs> I don't know why I ran, but like, that's that's what I would say. But yeah, it turns out I had it, like a condition. So anyway, the doctors were saying, "Oh yeah, this condition would get worse over time." So um yeah surgery is an option or you just live with it or whatever i'm just like yeah, i'm gonna go with the surgery because this this sucks <laughs> you know not being able to like I, I, I play basketball a lot i'm not able to it was difficult for me to run to the left because my foot would lean to the right whenever my right foot would lean to the right whenever i would run so making the cut to the left was going to be really difficult mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that was one thing and then also it just looks really weird when i run <laughs> and whenever i would play basketball people would just be like man why do you run so weird i'm just like i have a foot condition oh okay. <laughs> it's like every time man i'm tired of it wow. so do you feel like a new person not yet because okay. my, my foot um it's not fully recovered yet but it does look a lot straighter in my shoe so that was the first thing i noticed when hey, i was first okay. able to put my foot in a shoe for the first time in like maybe late September. Mm-hmm. I got the surgery in June. So that says a lot. Right. So um yeah, it was a crazy recovery process. Like the the first month is probably the worst month of my life, like ever. How come? Like like that was the most pain I'd ever felt in my life. Like ever. Like cause we so so after the surgery, I stayed there for like, it was maybe like a day or two. I don't know. I barely remember. I was on a bunch of drugs, right? <laughs> I was in surgery. <laughs> so, yeah, we made it home. Um, but I didn't really feel like I should be at home. I'm just like, you know, I low-key kind of feel like um, I should still be at the, the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't have like a full, like, schedule for all my medicine that I should be taking. So we made it home. And at some point, I was just laying on the couch. I had to keep my foot elevated at all times. Um, And, like, my foot was just in so much pain, we had to call the ambulance to bring me back to the hospital. And then I stayed there until, like, Sunday. Because it was like, I got the surgery. It was a a Thursday that I got it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a Thursday. So we were there on Thursday, and then Friday or Saturday I went home. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think Saturday I went home, and then we came back that Saturday after maybe it was maybe like three four hours. So, but yeah, that I was literally in the bed all day. Like I was just in the bed, I had my foot elevated. Um, I would have to use a walker to get around. Just mm-hmm. use my left foot, use the walker, um, because I had on a cast, so I couldn't walk on it, of course. Um. There was a specific way I would have to get up the stairs. I had to like, like sit down and push myself up, kind of. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. 
So it was, it was, it was a. Do you feel like not a person? Was that what it was? What was going on? Because like I have a lot of friends, or the, I've met a lot of people that's been through surgery and had like uh, different physical impairments, and yeah. they're like. The aspect of not feeling like everybody else is yeah. what was really taking a toll on them. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt that a mm-hmm. lot. Um, like, because growing up, I was like, I'd be running and be like, you know, like, I, I don't run like everybody else. Like, my, yeah. like because of the way I would run, like, I would also have, like, back problems. I wouldn't be able to run for, like, super long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was really difficult. Um, just... Cause like it didn't look normal. Like my legs, like my calf muscles, I said they're weaker than mm-hmm. average. They look super skin. Like they're like <laughs> legit chicken legs, bro. Like I'm not kidding. Like, like that's why I literally did not wear shorts since like maybe ninth grade. Like, this, ever. I'm assuming this this really was what taking a toll on the mental health. Yeah, especially um, summer seventeen when I first worked at Valley Fair. Oh, okay. Um, I wore was, shorts. Was the children? Was it kids? No, I wasn't even kids. It was my own like coworkers, man. Oh wow! But like I, I would catch people staring though. I'd be like, yo, what's, what's going on with that dude? I'm just like, oh gosh. So the the next two years after, I found out that there was like these these pants that you could wear. They were kind of like windbreaker pants or something. Mm-hmm. So I just wore those. People would be like, oh, are you hot? I'm like, Mind nope, business. not at all. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> I just like wearing pants, you mm-hmm. know. So. Mine will get you paid, bro. God damn. (laughs) I feel it. I feel Wait. Did. Okay, okay, okay. How did that affect your relationship with God? I guess, like. In a way, way I feel like. At least now, I feel like it kind of humbles me. Okay. Because, like, I feel like I wouldn't be the same person I was if I didn't have my disorder because it's, it's a part of my identity. Okay. So it's like I have it. I kind of think of it like I have this for a reason. Okay. You know, whether it's to inspire others or something, I don't know. But um, (laughs) it it kind of keeps me humble sometimes. Oh, okay. So I like to think of it in that way. Why do you have to be humble? Well, I don't know. I'm also like that's. It feels weird to be like, I'm a super humble person. But like, I'm not really m- like made to be like super like cocky or anything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the only the only time like I'll be like super cocky or like super confident in something is playing Mario Kart. Like that's the one thing <laughs> I'll tell people you cannot beat me in Mario <laughs> Kart. Like, that's it. That's, that's, li- that's literally the only thing. Everything else. I'm 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 chill. I'm just. You know, like I'll be confident in certain things, but like I won't like belittle other people. But like it kind of keeps me in a place to where like I don't actually no, you know, I feel like because of it, I probably don't have I don't have as much confidence in myself personally. Okay. So like I would think, oh man, people aren't gonna want to be in a relationship with me because uh, you know maybe like my legs are. Or weird or something, mm-hmm. or somebody may not find me attractive because they'll be like, "Oh, this this dude's got skinny legs," <laughs> you know, because like, you know, like it's it's a genetic issue mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So like my, um, I think one of my aunts has it or something, and it got passed down to me, and yes, yeah, so I just have it. So that's another aspect of it, because it's like a it's a neurological 
condition. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Um, so you never asked God why me or like how could you forsaken me? Not. I, I can't really remember. I mean, there there probably was some point where I was just like, yo, like, why? But then I'm just like, that's probably for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I just have like a a really positive mindset about everything. Oh, okay. So like, I'll just be like, like for me, I'm really like a it is what it is. I'll be fine type person. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not, I'm not generally worried about where I'm gonna end up at a lot of times. Just like in terms of life. Um, so yeah, like whenever, whenever something comes up at first, I'm like, Oh no, what's going on? But then after a while, I'm just like, you know what? I'll I'll be all right. But I will say when I first got surgery, like my first thoughts were like, yo, I really just did this, Mm. you know, like, like there's definitely times where it's just like, man, I don't even know what it's going to feel like. Like, I can't even imagine what it's like to walk right now. Like it didn't feel like I was ever going to make any progress. See, at all the simple pleasures in life the way people just take them for granted yes yeah like <laughs> like i'm just like yo if you can walk right now you have no idea like if you, if you have normal feet man like if you have normal feet you don't have any foot problems you can try on shoes and they won't hurt your feet like i'm, I'm jealous of sneakerheads man because like i can't i can't I can't do that, yeah. you know, because like my I can only wear like specific shoes because I have like custom inserts and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just go around just buying a whole bunch. Of shoes. Like if I if I didn't have this condition, I'd probably be a sneakerhead, and I'd probably be more into fashion and stuff like that. But like since I only have like one or two pairs of shoes, there's not like a whole <laughs> bunch I can really do, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, I feel that. I feel that. What's new in your life? What's new? Since the last time you've been here. The last time I've been here was 2020. Mm-hmm. So a lot has <laughs> a lot has happened uh, since then. So I guess it, it depends on what avenue of life. Um, I guess let's go. Let's, let's uh, go work. Work. Yes. Producing things yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. So let's 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 break it down here. So since so let's go 2021. What did I do in 2021? Because <laughs> there's so there's so much. Okay, I guess yeah yeah yeah. So in 2021, there there was a moment where I was going to go do a. I got invited to to uh, play for an NPR Tiny Desk for uh, a, a particular R&B singer. I won't say her name because the the original recording that eventually did happen I, I wasn't able to go mm-hmm. but the recording that they they eventually did do um I got to be I got to play a small part in it like I arranged all the songs together like I just okay. put it on a track so they could uh arrange over or whatever so after that recording the artist was like this is trash or yeah, what yeah something like that it was oh, like okay. the mix or something there was something she was like yeah I don't want to put it out so how does that feel when like the artist just says, "Yeah, bro, I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna put it out." I mean, like it it happens. You just gotta go with it. It's just like you know what? If the artist doesn't like it, it is what it. It happens all the time. Like I've been a part of recordings where I'm just like, "What happened to it? Like it, this never came out." You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it, it's just a part of the industry yeah. and stuff. Like I'm not like an industry expert or anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know, I know 
people. I have connections with, with different people in the industry. And because of that, I've gotten a lot of the opportunities that I do have now. So in 2021, I made probably one of the most important connections that I've ever made, right? I was on Clubhouse, right? Because Clubhouse was popping yeah, in 2020, yeah. 2021, right? Mm-hmm. So there was this room that I was in, and there people were just playing music. And I saw there was this one dude that um, had done, like, some live arrangement work for, for different artists and stuff. Okay. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna play one of the live arrangements I made. Mm-hmm. So I went in there. I played the live arrangement. The dude was like, hey, man, you're super dope. I might have some work for you later down the line or something. I was like, all right, bet. So, um, did you feel like it was bullshit? No, like I felt like it was legit. Like he had okay. like like the different artists that he had done work for and like his bio and stuff. No, no, no. Like, like, did you think he was actually gonna reach back out? Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, That's like nice. he he gave like good feedback on my track. He's like, yeah, this sounds great. You know, I'll definitely mm-hmm. hit you up for some work or something. So I'm just like, okay, bet. So eventually, later that year, it was maybe like it was like a couple months after he hit me for like. Some artist was having like a virtual show, and then I, I sent back all my stuff for the the live arrangement. So actually, so for people that don't know what a live arrangement is, so you could also call it like music programming or something like that. Um, so basically, let's say an artist has a song, right? Actually, I'll just I'll just use this as an example, right? So later, in in like June, it was like uh it was like a week or two before my surgery, uh. I got a call from the same guy. His name is Denard Watson. Denard, if you're listening, shout out to you. You're the GOAT. Um, yeah, so Denard, he calls me. It's like 9 p.m., right? And he's like, hey, bro, you know, how you doing? You know, you busy right now? I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm just chilling. So it's Saturday night. I got church in the morning, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, and he's like, hey, man, I got this, this arrangement for you. I was like, okay, yeah, who is it for? He's like, it's for SZA, man. I was like. Oh my god! Like I had to mute myself. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy, man!" Like SZA, he was just like, "Yo, this is crazy." He's like, "Yeah, you know, I'll get you the song stems, yada yada yada, all that, right?" So basically, programming is you get the the song and you take it and you create it for a live band, essentially. Okay. So like okay. you arrange the, um, you don't always have to arrange the drums, but you you know arrange the like acoustic drums and then, um. Just add a whole bunch of colors. We like to call it add colors behind things. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like different synths, piano, bells, whistles, whatever, um, that's what we're adding in. Okay. And then you can also add in like guitar, but then like live, they'll probably be like an actual guitar. Um, so yeah. So I called up um, my my homie from uh, Toronto. His name is uh, Anthony Wisdom, also known as Tones. I did a lot of work with him the past year, just doing. Uh, live arrangements i still do live arrangements with him all the time for different artists out in toronto he's like like he's him yeah he yeah he's that guy he he comes to me for a lot of stuff we've worked on so many projects together um so i called him i'm just like yo bro i want you to be a part of this he's like okay bet let's get to work so we were working we were all we were up all the way up until like 4 Mm a.m um working on this thing so we sent it in to denard he's like all right cool it sounds great awesome so I'm like, all right, cool. I sent the stems back, all that, so they can do whatever with it. I get a call back maybe a, a couple weeks later, and they're like, well, we had to we had to replace a lot of the sounds that you used because the sounds weren't what we were really going for. I was like, dang. At first, I was kind of upset because I thought they, like, 
just didn't use the arrangement at all. So at mm-hmm. first I was just like, oh man. Then it was just like, oh okay, they. So so actually no. So from that point I was thinking they just kind of like redid the whole thing or mm-hmm. something. So then, when the arrangement was released, so it was it's still on uh YouTube. If you look up, so the song I got to do, I forgot to mention this earlier. The song was Gardens by SZA. Right. So if you look up SZA Gardens Live on YouTube, there's this virtual performance. There's two of them. She did it. She used it twice. Um, so the first one was for like this Amex. For the, the album, right? What's that? The her the what album? What album was that? It's is for contr- Wow. So yeah, it was that. It was okay. that album. So if you look up on YouTube, SZA Gardens Live. The most recent one, like that's what will pop up, is the work I did. So I remember when I was first listening to that, um, I was listening. I was like, "Wait, that's the the thing I did." <laughs> it's then, me. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh shoot, <laughs> I, did I, I did, I did that, that, and that." I mean, some of the sounds were different, of course, because they changed, but a lot of that same ideas were there, mm-hmm. and I really just kind of used it as a learning experience to say, "Okay, here's where I can go from here," mm-hmm. you know. So. That was probably like one of my first major uh, opportunities. So there was that, and then I had surgery, and then there was just a bunch of <laughs> nothing. Was it <laughs> <laughs> was it the aesthetic that they weren't messing with? Well, I guess so. So the 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 music production team behind it, they're called BBE. Uh, Basic Black Entertainment is run by Adam Blackstone. They do music for like le- legit all the award shows, okay. like Grammys, BET Awards. They just did the Super Bowl. Um, I think they've done it for like three years in a row, three, four years now. Um, so they do a lot of production work for a lot of different artists for like live stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they have like a certain sound that they're oh, usually okay. trying to go for. So basically what Denar was saying is like, yo, they wanted to sound like bigger. I was like, okay, interesting. So I listened to it to to the to what they now had on it. And I was like, okay, I see how this sounds, sounds better. Okay. So I'm just like, okay, I'm understanding. Cause it's like they made it better, but it was like still like a lot of the things that I did. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. And they kept like this really cool thing. It was in like the second verse that I did. And they kept it in. I was like, yes. So that was pretty cool. Um, so it's it, it's such a cool thing to like hear your music just being played in front of thousands of people so there is that and then another big music so november 2021 was probably one of the most interesting music months for me ever also so um in in like october at some point i made a facebook post i was like hey you know, it would be really cool to play the national anthem at a Timberwolves game or something, right? So a couple of people commented, you're like, oh, yeah, I know a couple of people, whatever, right, whatever. And then uh, this guy, I know, he's a pastor here, Pastor Donnell Bratton. He, he, uh, so somebody that reached out to me from that post was Pastor Donnell Bratton. Um, he founded a school called Minnesota Prep Academy, and they okay, so they yeah, that, that basketball team. That's really yeah, good. yeah. yeah. So he was just like, hey, man, uh, how would you like to play the national anthem when we play against uh, Mikey Williams School and also Donda Academy? And I was just like, that sounds pretty fun. Sounds so, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it'll be these two dates. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So he had me playing it. And then also we had Javante Patton 
uh, singing it. So, yeah, the first night, you know, I bring in my keyboard, we play, you know, it's cool, right? Um, they didn't, like, change the lights or anything. It was just, you know, we go up there. I'm in Target Center. Actually, you know, let me talk about that a little bit. When you're, like, on the court in Target Center, it looks so much different. Like, it looks larger in there. What do you mean? Like, like when you're... When you're down there, like, on the court, and you're just, like, looking around, it's like, yo, this place is actually, like, big. Because when you're in the stands, you're low-key kind of, like, at least for me, I'm just, like, it's kind of small. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, I looked it up. It's actually, the t- they have the 10th uh, most amount of seat uh, seats in the NBA. I was like, I was surprised because it doesn't look like it has that much. But anyway, um, yeah, so I got there. We did, like, a sound check while players were warming up and everything. Um, and... Oh, one thing. Uh, stadium, never assume that a stadium has good audio equipment. Okay. That's that's the lesson I learned from that day. Because like, <laughs> they didn't have, like, a way – they didn't have, like, an extra speaker I could have next to me to use, like, as, like, a monitor or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was hearing myself through the stadium speakers. And so when you're – you know, you know how a basketball court looks, right? You know, mm-hmm. you have you have the court, you have the thing above, and there's like speakers up from that come from the the jumbotron thing, or whatever, in the middle. So when I hit a note, it the the speakers are up, up way above me. The sound has to bounce back, hit the wall, and then come back to me. So there's gonna be a delay mm. whenever I hit a note. <laughs> so that was a problem for me. It really hated it was not super, it was not fun but mm-hmm. i got through it because you know when you're a church musician and you're playing at different churches there's times where churches may not have the best equipment and you just got to do what you got to do you know so i feel like that really kind of trained me for that moment where it's just like okay you know I, I can work with it i wasn't able to do everything that i fully wanted to be able to do but i was still able to get you know play i, I was able to play the foundation of what i wanted mm-hmm. to play mm-hmm. so the first night went great recorded it um, I put it on my Instagram too, so people that are watching, you know, you can go check it out at dsmith.p, whatever. So, uh, yeah, so we did that. And the next night mm-hmm. was against Donda Academy. Mm-hmm. And whose school is that? Yay, Kanye West. <laughs> so, I mean, Kanye West was going to be there. Right? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Right? So, same thing, except this time they have in ears for us because they had like different performers because they had they had performers at the last event and they didn't have in ears mm-hmm. so that way so they had the same problem there was delay with their vocals they couldn't hear the beat and their vocals on time so it was it didn't sound very good <laughs> so they made sure on uh, the, the second time around that they had in ears for everybody mm-hmm. and then everything was smooth so this time I had my own in ears pack so I was able to play and hear Javante sing so this time around. Um, when they were doing it, they had like the lights go down. They had like the the red, white, and blue lights going around the court, and I didn't even know it. But Kanye was sitting like dead center court. I had no idea he was right there, and like I I did not know that he was just, just watching just, us. Just watching, I'm just, I'm yeah. just like, yeah. And there was there there was another video that somebody posted, and you could see him like. It looked like he was like recording or something. Okay. I was like, yo. Kanye, if you're listening, hey. Hey, he might he might have a, a like this dude has a video of me on his phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> something like, you know, 
I'm just saying it looks like that. I don't know if it's for sure, but I know for sure, you know, I, I performed in front of Kanye, so that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet him. I probably could have if I didn't have to hold my friend's camera lens during halftime while he was uh, <laughs> going around doing video stuff. But I was just like, you know what? Maybe the chance will come again where I'll get to meet him or something. So, mm -hmm. that's, so I wasn't too bummed out. That, that's just how I think about things. I'm just like, I don't think it'll be the last time I'll see him. Oh, yeah, of course not. Of course not. So, Far too talented for it to be the last time you see him. Yeah, I yeah. guess. But I'm just like, you know, I, I just I just like to think positively. I'm just of like, course. you know, I feel like that won't be the last time. Of course. Of so, course. But yeah, there is that. And then after that, mm -hmm. I get another call from Denard. Okay. And he's like, hey, um, keep in mind, it was funny. This call was actually during the middle of a midterm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was it was online. So it was like three hours long. I, I knew I studied and everything before. I was like, it's three hours long. I'm just like, all right, I'll just answer this call real quick. Because when Denard calls, you, you, yeah, you got to answer. Yeah, it was, it was at, like I had like just started it. So I'm just like, okay, it's, it's not going to be a long call. Cause we, mm -hmm. don't, we don't talk long. So he's just like, hey, man, uh, you know, you got you available to do some more live arrangements or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, sure. It was definitely not how he talks. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he calls me to do the, the Jasmine Sullivan uh, thing. Jasmine Sullivan? Yes, Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> Why did you say it so, like, casually? I, was, I wasn't planning to do it like that, but then it just, <laughs> just kind of slipped out. <laughs> who's, Jas who's Jasmine Sullivan, for those that do not know? Jasmine Sullivan is, is probably one of the greatest singers <laughs> that, that's living right now so, but anyway so he's just like yeah you know it's just a song or two and like an intro and an outro or whatever i'm just like okay great so uh, he sent he sends the stems a couple days later and uh so the songs i got to do were price tags and and buster windows okay so price tags was off of her most recent album oh, okay and then uh yeah so i did i actually did both of those in like a day because it was like a Monday, mm -hmm. right? And at some point, he was like, hey, I need these by like 8 o'clock. I'm just like, okay. But then I, re I remember, I'm like, wait, he's on Eastern time. <laughs> That's 7. And I'm at the barber shop. It's like 3 o'clock. <laughs> so I'm just getting my hair cut. I get that text. I'm like, oh, no. That tell you, I literally spent three hours straight. I put my phone on silent, do not disturb, all that. I just grinded out the whole arrangement for both of those songs in those three hours. Oh wow! Like that—that's just how it is sometimes. Like you know, when you get the call for something like that, you know, it's just like shoot. Because isn't it know? one of those you are in the industry where it's like if you fumble one bag, they just will never call you again. Oh, well, I mean, like if I were to do bad on the scissor one, you know, I probably wouldn't have gotten a call back. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I mean, like if I if I'm not able to do something, like th there's other people that he could usually call. Like he has a lot of connections, mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm just like, yo, if I made a commitment to something, like, I got to complete it. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. anyway, I finished it. I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. I didn't even know what event it was for. But eventually I did I did some some research. I found out that she's performing at – she was performing at Days in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, eventually uh, when they had this show, I was just kind of, like, looking around for videos of her live performance and stuff and I couldn't find anything for like the songs that, that I did. Mm -hmm. So eventually somebody posted like the whole her whole set on YouTube. So I was just going through it and I finally found both of the songs I did. 
And when I tell you, I feel like I should have did like a reaction video to hearing all that stuff. Like I was so happy, like because this time they they kept my sounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They kept they kept all the the things that I did and and added even more too. So I was just really happy. I'm just like, wow, that's something that I did. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that's that's one of the best feelings in the world to like hear your music on a stage and there's like thousands of people cheering i'm sure it's like another thing to like play it but like where, where i'm at right now just hearing it you know it's like the that's... fact that you know it's you yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like yo like i played this i made this in in, in, in my apartment room <laughs> on my laptop with my my little keyboard mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> and it's playing in front of thousands of people like that's that's such a dope feeling and then actually so jasmine sullivan's on tour right now and um, I heard that they kept my same arrangement for price tags in in her set this time around. Okay. She's coming here in like uh, a week or two, so I'm I'm definitely gonna go to that. Pop out, <laughs> yeah. see my own work. Also, <laughs> also, Tiana Major Nine, mm. uh, she's accompanying uh, Jasmine on that tour. She's like uh, opening before her or whatever. Okay. And I did an arrangement for one of her songs. So I did Collide. Uh, I think that song was in. Uh, what was it was a movie, Queen and Slim. It was in that movie. I'm pretty what sure. Part? I don't know, but like I read, I read up. I, I actually still have not seen that movie, unfortunately. But like I saw something where it was just like, because I I had heard the song before. I was okay. like, oh, where have I heard this before? But yeah, it was it was featured in that movie, and I was like, oh, okay, great. I get to do this song, great. So I did it, and yeah, so I'm gonna go see that show. So that way I can hear my stuff like in person so like that's wow. that'll be amazing i'll definitely be recording so, wait so some of your shit it's on in movies no 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 no. so i'm saying like that song that i did a live arrangement for yeah was in the movie i i don't see the difference <laughs> i don't no, see no, the no, difference. No, no. So, so, so so you have you have this song that they created yeah they it's created called the collide yeah they placed that song uh-huh in the movie okay all right that's its own thing okay all right now for this concert okay Right, you have the song. Okay. And they're like, "Hey, we wanna we wanna make this so it's it's for a live audience, right?" Okay, okay. So yeah, they take yeah. that song, they send me the stems, oh, and I okay. send it back to them, and they and play you, it in front of the audience. Okay, then you fix it for the audience. Yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay. That makes yeah, a lot so of I sense. So I did all the drums, the piano, mm-hmm. you know, all that. It's great. Actually, I didn't put drums in that one because after a while, Denar was like, "Oh yeah, you don't have to send the drums." I was like, "Oh, okay." So then I stopped putting like key. Like when I say I'm sending in the drums, like I have virtual drums that sound just like real acoustic drums. Like technology is amazing. That sounds very magical. So, yeah. I, I, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you still do school stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Really? What's yeah. What's your major? Business and marketing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but do you ever get to the point where it's like you just don't really like care much about it? To be honest, sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's times where I'm just like, man, I could really, like, if I just took, like, a year to just focus mm. on music full-time, I feel like I could really get somewhere. But then at, at, on, on the other side, I'm just like, okay, if I get this degree and just, like, retain all the knowledge, that's important to, like, retain the knowledge that I'm learning in school. I could use it, get a job, and have, like, a stable income while still doing music on the side. Because with music, it can sometimes be a little inconsistent mm-hmm, unless, mm-hmm. like, you know, you got certain things going on. I don't have everything going on right now, but, like, if I really worked at it, I probably could have some consistency or something. But, 
yeah, like, it would be nice to know how much I'm going to have at the end of the month. You know mm. what I mean? So just having that stability and I could save that money over time. And then eventually when I want to have a, want to buy a house, you know, eventually start a family, I'll have stuff saved up and I'll know, you know, how much I'll have, you know, I'll be able to plan a little bit better. Oh, okay. as with music, it can sometimes be a little unpredictable. Mm. Mm. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. It's the little worries, huh? Yeah. I feel that. But, feel it. you know, in certain avenues in music, there's always work though. But you may not always get it placed. Like so, something I've been working on a little bit uh, more recently is uh, like sync placements. So okay. what that is is getting music into like TV shows, commercials, movies, whatever. So like, let's say you have a brand like I don't know, like Apple, right? Mm-hmm. And Apple, they're making a commercial for a product. So, I've been seeing a lot of stuff like that on TikTok. Yeah, where it's like yeah. the best way to make money off of music is yeah. have a song that they can play in other things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so they'll, they'll 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 put out a thing saying, "Hey, we need a song. This we need it to be this type of feel, this long, whatever." And it's like, "Okay, cool." People submit songs, they mm-hmm. send it to their music supervisors or whatever, mm-hmm. and they choose whatever song and they put it in their commercial. Or uh for like let's say ESPN, you know, maybe like for a commercial break you know, they they had some music going before, you yeah, know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or like, let's say you're watching like Grownish or something. I was, I was literally about to say yeah, Grownish. They have, they have those yeah. songs playing in the background. Yeah, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Sync mm-hmm. placements. So that's something I'm trying to get into. Um, I've been working on. I did. Uh, I worked with some people to submit one to a brand. Um, it's a pretty popular brand. It's like a, it's a clothing brand. But it hasn't gone through yet, so I don't want to like say something and then it just like <laughs> just doesn't there, happen. There's a, there's a good possibility that it will. Oh, okay, okay. Is it also a good chance that it couldn't? Yeah, but yeah. It's more likely that it will than it wouldn't. I will say that. Really. So, we recently made a song. We made so the 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 campaign already had like a main song by like a major artist, right? And then so we had to make like a song or two to accompany that song for like the additional advertisements that where they don't include the main song <clears throat> so i made the beats and then i sent them out to uh the guy i'm connected with and he he went to the studio with like another producer and like an artist and they made two songs out of it they sent it back to me like a couple of weeks ago and i was just like yo they would be idiots <laughs> not to choose the heat we just created. <laughs> like, I never say stuff like that. I'm just like, yo, these are just too there's good. A, there's a thing about pride that yeah. really puts you in places. Yeah. Mm, With all the new things that's happening in your life, mm-hmm. do you ever have time t- to be like emotionally vulnerable with people? Like... Like, like with friends and dating oh, yeah. and things like that, you still have I, I, enough. I have, a, I have a whole girlfriend, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I always make sure I find time to like talk with her and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and also just with friends. Like, I'll, I'll call my friends all the time. But um, you're not ever doing like the whole let's drink on like a Thursday or let's go to the bar, yada yada yada. Well, I mean, that's not something I really do in the first place. But oh, okay. like, <laughs> <laughs> That's just not in your character. I, you know, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. I feel yeah, it. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm more like I'll, I'll hit up a couple of my musician friends and be like, "Hey, man, let's let's go to my church and just shed for a little bit," you know. And like, like, but the thing is, we'll have we'll we'll shed for a while, and then like, 
after we're done, we'll just be sitting there just talking about life. Mm-hmm, like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, I'll be talking with, like, one of my best friends, Keenan. Um, him and another friend of mine, Jalen, he's a bass player. Keenan's a drummer. We're, like, when he, when us three are together playing somewhere, like, it's Solid. one of the best things you'll ever hear. Like, it, there's, 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 we have, like, a, a we just all have great chemistry. Like, me mm-hmm. and Jalen, like, we were playing at the, the the gospel choir concert at my school and there was times where I would play something on the piano and he would play something on the bass that matched up exactly what I did and I didn't and I didn't have to tell him that I was gonna do it and he didn't know I was gonna do it we just did it simultaneously without even knowing it was the same exact notes like like it's like that like we have really great chemistry so but like also if we're just in a room like we'll we could talk for hours mm-hmm. like we talked. And like the middle of the street one time, like <laughs> it was like later <laughs> at night. We were just all just talking. We were out there for like hours. There was snow on the ground and everything. Like mm-hmm. it was like, like those are those are my guys, man. Like we 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 really help each other out, and um, it's just great to have people in your life like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I have friends that I've known since literally birth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like grateful to ha- to say i'm glad i could say i don't have any fake friends or anybody that's ever really turned on me like that does that yeah. is is part of that just the fact that you just don't have many friends well because i'll say this so there's a lot of people that i could like hang out with mm-hmm. you know like i could you know meet up with that you know get something to eat you know yeah. talk for a while whatever but there's only like a select few people that i could really call like my true true friends like there's okay. like different tiers yeah, yeah of you know course what i mean like there's there's only you can only talk to talk about certain things with certain people mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what i mean so like because i because i have like a group chat of like people that i know that, that i've known for like years you know stuff like that so like there's and a lot of times we we get into like really deep life conversations and those are always just really helpful to have Mm. You know, like also when like, you know, a friend of mine is going through something like I'm like, I'll reach out and be like, hey, you know, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Like all that stuff. So mm. and then when I'm going through something, they'll call me, but they'll be like, hey, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? All mm. that. So it's just really great to have that support system and that I that I can trust everyone in my circle. Mm. That's a really secure feeling because I know not everybody has that. You know, a lot of people. Um, they might have trust issues because people have just like turned their back on them, yada yada. Like I've never really had that happen before. Okay. So, like I'm just grateful that I can have I have the right people around me. Like having the right people around you is very important because it kind of in a way makes up who you are as a person. Oh, like the whole of uh, your five closest friends thing is who you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I always when, well, it made me think about this. Um, I was looking at this one TikTok, and then it was a comedian. He was like, "People think that you need a thousand motherfuckers to be your friend, or you need a thousand friends for you to do anything in this life. No, you need three. Yeah, you need three exactly. good ones to burn exactly. the spider down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That, that's so real. Cause like, everybody will want to be." popular and they'll just be sharing anything and everything with everybody it's mm-hmm. like you don't want everybody knowing your business because if you're sharing everything with everybody one of those everybody's is gonna be a rat and maybe 
tell other people or put that information against you in some sort of way. So The part that's wild is people don't even notice that they're doing anything wrong when they do things like that. Like, they just think it's just part of the friendship to just keep revealing information to their other quote-unquote friends as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. But speaking on the the girlfriend parts, how's your love life? Hey, it's the, the best <laughs> ever. Like like it's 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 amazing, man. Like mm-hmm. um our our story is very unique. Like we met on Instagram um and her name is Braylon. She's from Baltimore, mm-hmm. really great area. I got to visit there um over Christmas. But, like, anyway, back to the whole relationship thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I love it. Like, when you have somebody that just really has good intentions and just wants to be there in the first place mm-hmm. and just loves you regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, like, I have my flaws, but, like, I'm working to um, be better with them. And she understands that. You know, some people would just be like, oh, this is your flaw. You know what? Never mind. I want to just leave. Whatever. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they don't want to stay there and, and work. Because, like, I feel like as a person, I'm pretty good. But, like, there's certain things. Like, like, I don't have the best work ethic sometimes. Like, I, I'm a procrastinator. Oh, so, God. like, that's, that's something I, you know, I'm still working on trying to get better. And she's really helped motivate me to be a better person. Like, I like, remember how earlier – when we were talking about mental health where I said it's gotten better over time, I wouldn't be where I've been without her. Mm. You know, like she really helped elevate my mindset. Uh, like, like she's just helped me grow as a person, like, like mentally and spiritually for sure. Mm. Mm. So does, yeah. has this person changed the way you see love? I guess, you know, mm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like if I, saw it differently before what do you mean by that like before i had a relationship Mm -hmm. like because like the the reason why i bring that up was like does it change the way you move like Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're more of a serious person now with uh, having a relationship like what do you mean by like serious like um you're moving towards a goal with more um With a better strategy mm. and with more focus on said goal now that you have someone with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Like, kind of like how it's going back to to having uh, stability with, you know, income and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got that from talking to her dad. Mm, okay. Like, me and her dad get along very, very well. Like, he's also a musician. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we get along great like Mm -hmm. that's 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 also another thing about the relationship i'm grateful for is that i get along with her family and she gets along with my family very well Mm -hmm. not everybody can say that so i'm very grateful that i can you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah like there there's so much that i've learned like Mm -hmm. she she's a a genius (laughs) Like, (laughs) like she she does everything man like she she can she can draw she's an artist she doesn't like to hear me say that that th- she doesn't like for me to call her an artist, but I'm just like you're an artist. Like she she made like a 
she she painted a whole mural in an elementary school out there. Oh wow! I was like, "You're cold." Yeah, that's <laughs> you know talented. I don't don't don't, don't ever say that you're not an artist because you definitely are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like she she's very smart. She mm-hmm. has very good grades in school and everything, mm-hmm. and that that just motivates me. I'm just like, dang, I see her doing all these things. I can do it too, mm-hmm. you know. So that just really just yep. helped elevate my mindset. Like yeah. whenever I get upset with certain things, like. She has certain ways to calm me down, just kind of bring me back to ground zero mm-hmm. and just make me, you know, just think in the moment. Because, you know, mm-hmm. when you get upset with certain things, like um, sometimes you're, you're, you're not you're not your full self. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're not. You have a new like, level of pride towards it. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because another thing like me and her have never had any like serious issues. What do you mean by that? Like. We've never gotten into like a major argument. Ever. Huh. See, I always talk to people about that and I never understood how people could like just constantly be arguing with their significant other. Yeah, I'm just like, yo, like if you're constantly arguing, there's something wrong. <laughs> there's some core issue that's not resolved. I'm not like a relationship expert or anything, but mm-hmm. like from from the relationships that I've been in and just like hearing from other people, like when there's something that keeps coming up, there's usually some core issue that hasn't been uh, addressed. Okay. Usually. Like, there's always something at the core of every issue. Whether it's childhood traumas or the way you were raised. You know, there's 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 always usually a lot of unlearning to be done. Mm, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's like, and then also, a lot of it is just, just sometimes having a conversation. Mm. Like, even if, we do have a disagreement we'll sit down and be like okay how can we work this out you won't just be like yada 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 you know you're this you're that like that that's not going to get you anywhere just trying to figure out oh i'm right you're wrong if you go into something if you go into a conversation with that with that mindset you're not going to go anywhere why do you think that's like a thing people do though arguing yeah yeah not well okay let me let me rephrase it as this why do you think people go into um conversations with the mindset of let me be right in this scenario pride just this is pride yeah like just some people just are too scared to say i'm wrong Mm. for me i'm just like if i know i am like a hundred a hundred percent right about something i'll stand on it but that's like super rare the only time i'm ever a hundred percent right about something is sometimes in like music Mm-hmm. Like I have perfect pitch. If I hear a note go somewhere and somewhere else, like I'll, I'll know what it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, but like when it comes to like pretty much anything else, I'm like, okay, yeah. If you can, if you can tell me what's wrong, and give me a reason. Oh yeah, like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll 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 take that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm wrong. And that's the problem with a lot of people. They're not. They'll say, oh yeah, you did this, you did this, but they'll never look at what they did. Mm. You know, or how they might have triggered somebody to react a certain way. You know, so I feel like people are, they they take the blame for things very often. Mm. Or they don't, they don't take the blame. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, well, definitely. Yeah. Ah, but speaking on the, the aspect of music that you're yeah. saying about the perfect pitch, do yeah. you think that's, okay, can you explain perfect pitch again? So perfect pitch is, let's say, somebody plays a random note on mm-hmm. a piano or any instrument per se 
or even like if you hear if I hear like a car horn or any other thing that has a, a tone, if somebody was to whistle. Okay. Somebody could whistle or play a single note and I'll be able to tell them what it is on a piano. Huh. So can you like rewrite mute not even rewrite, but like um like, like transcribe it? So like if I were to hear something, I'd be able to play it again. Play it right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You remember remember when a long time ago when you came to my dorm with like a couple of other people and you were like, Hey, can you play this song or something? And I was like, Yeah, I could listen to it and oh, play it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Most yeah. definitely, most definitely. And it just I don't yeah. Ridiculous. I'll just say able to do it right away. Ridiculous guy. Holy wow. You know what? I'll probably play it right now. God damn. Wow. Yeah, no, you're very tough. You're very tough. Um Wow. So when are you hearing like music? Do you do that as well? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like whenever I'm I'm listen when I'm listening to music for the first time, I'm kinda analyzing it. Okay. So but then like after that, it's either that it it could it could sometimes be the other other way around. Like sometimes I'll just listen to it to just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But other times I'll be like analyzing it like, oh, that was a nice chord change. Mm-hmm. So like recently I've been listening to, to Controversy by Prince. Okay. Just like over and over. Um and I'll notice something different every time. Like whether it's like a different guitar lick or something he does with like the synths in there or like a something with the drums or vocals. Like there's so much things happening. Like I'll just kind of dissect it in my head over time. Like like Prince is a, a genius, man. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so much that he does in his music, but like the average listener may not know it, but like if you're if you're a, mu- a musician where you know how to play multiple instruments like me, um, you really you, you have a different appreciation for it because it's just like, man, it's difficult to do a lot of that stuff, you know. But, like, at the same time, it's like, this is really nice. You know, like, I, I learned I, – I, I like to find inspiration from everything. Mm, mm. So. Speaking that you actually, like, know a lot about music, I feel like you don't listen to what everybody else listens to. No. What was on your uh, Spotify? Uh, re- do you have Spotify? I have I have Apple Music. Did y'all get a rewind? Yeah, yeah, they do have a rewind. Okay. Yes. What is what is your uh, what have been your artists and what songs have you been listening to recently? Mm. Well, I mean, I never I never really remember what I have on those because like mm-hmm. my hours of listening to music are actually usually pretty low. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So, I know. As of late, I've been listening to this song by Corey Henry called Alone. Um, it's it's very Prince inspired. Like like you if you if you were to listen to it, like you would hear it. But um so there's that one. Corey Henry's one of the greatest like organists of all time. Organist, pianist, whatever. Oh wow, like he's one of the greatest. Um he's he's inspired a lot of people, including myself. Super dope musician. Um Another, oh, you know what? I'll say this. There's a producer that I've been really inspired by in the past couple of years. His name is D-Mile. D-Mile. So he, he's just like taking over the R&B game right now. Like he, he's produced for her, mm-hmm. right? He did a couple records with her. And then um, he also produces for two of my other favorite artists, which are Lucky Day and Victoria Monet. Oh, okay. so it was funny because I was listening to Lucky Day and Victoria Monet's music. I was like, man, these both sound really good. I just can't figure out 
why? And then I found out, I'm like, oh, shoot, they have the same producer. Like, that's so dope. He also did uh, Silk Sonic. Mm. So he was in the studio with Bruno Mars and mm-hmm. Anderson mm-hmm. Pack and all that. Like, he, he was a major part of that sound. Because people were just like, oh, man, Silk Sonic sounds so much like Victoria Monet. I'm just like, they have the same producer. And then they deleted their tweet. So I know. That was funny, but like he's like one of my biggest inspirations when it comes to producing for sure, at least currently. Very cool, yeah, very cool. All right, we've reached that segment at the end that's called Wish I Had a Sensei, and that's when our guest goes and gives some advice that he wish that they wishes that they had for themselves. Take it away. Well, I guess one, one piece of advice I would give is that. Like, like, think of that place where you want to be and say, I've made it when I get to this point. Okay. Right? Like, where you could just sit there and just do nothing all day and chill. Mm-hmm. Those people that are at the top, they're not just just up there chilling. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, everybody has a different definition of, oh, yeah, I've made it. It's like you're always doing something. Mm-hmm. There's always something more to learn. Like, I'll look at some of my favorite musicians. I'm just like, man... If I was where they are, I made it, man. But like the thing is, they're they're in in their mind. They're like, man, I'm not even that good. I've got a long way to go, you know. Like, like my thing is, my piece of advice is just like always keep learning. Always, there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always something to learn more about. Um, so just like keep learning, because I know there's a point. I was talking to somebody. And they're like, yo, man, you did an arrangement for, for Jasmine Sullivan. But like, bro, in my eyes, you made it. I'm just like, I'm nowhere close to anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, but like just that just shows, you know, like like there there's always room for growth. Like there's so much more I wanna do with with work with music and just life in general. Um, so like if there's something you wanna learn, like go for that. You mm-hmm. know, learn about everything. You know, go go learn about Cooking, go learn about, you know, climbing mountains or something. I don't care. Just go learn about it. If you're interested, just go for it, you know. You never know what will turn out of it. You know, like, I learned the the bass a couple of years ago. Um, and, like, I just went for it, and I got pretty good at it. Like, I've been playing it a lot uh, more re- Like, the past couple of days, I've been playing it a lot. And I was just like, wow, like, I really love this. But there's, like, so much more improvement I could do. So, if you want to get really good at something, if you want to quote unquote make it, just keep always keep learning, always keep um practicing just just to get better, you know. Um yeah, just just keep learning. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I'd like to say thank you to my guest, David. Um I've really enjoyed this conversation. For sure, me too. And spending some time and learning more about music and all the things you got going on with your life. Make sure y'all hit, make sure y'all give him a follow. Um, Like a couple random pictures, a couple of his reels. Check them out, of course, of course. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button, the like button. Make sure you hit five stars. All that jazz. Have a great day. We out. Already. How do you feel about the new music? Like music?